I'm WSB's Eric Erickson. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is active. That guarantees you'll hear breaking news, weather, and traffic alerts immediately during Hannity and during Atlanta's evening news 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. Ton of news to go over today with the most connected man in Washington, the one and only Jamie Dupree, sir. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm good. A um, lot of lot of anger out there over the State Department spokeswoman, uh, Marie Hoff, saying that, oh, you know, we just need to get terrorist jobs and need to really fundamentally analyze why it is these terrorists act the way they do. And Yeah, that'll be one of those statements that gets uh, run back at her uh, hundreds and hundreds of times and will be on social media forever, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You've been following my Twitter account today? I have not been. No, I've been uh, deep no. on this immigration stuff today. And uh, the well, latest on that is that the Department of Homeland Security has now done, in essence, what the Republicans have been trying to do, is they've put all of their uh, their implementation work, not all of it, but the, uh, the stuff that they were about to roll out in public tomorrow on hold. They were going to start taking applications tomorrow for this expanded DACA program for the, the younger people who had children who had been brought here illegally by their parents. They were going to be allowed to start applying tomorrow for the deferred uh, deportation proceedings under the president's immigration actions. That's now been put off because of the judge's decision late last night. Uh, this decision is huge, too, because of where it goes. In other words, the Fifth Circuit, and which is known as to be more conservative. Yep. And, um, and, and it's very clear the administration is going to uh, go to a higher court and appeal it. What's not clear at this hour, the, the U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder was asked about it earlier today at an event, and he said that, uh, and his spokesman also said that there had not been a decision made as to whether they would ask to stay this temporary injunction. So I think it's important for everybody to realize what the judge ruled on last night didn't really... It did, but it did not go to the merits of the case. It was just basically to say, you know what? They have standing. Yeah, the state of Texas seems to have standing. They can bring this suit. He didn't really say whether the other 25 states had standing. But Texas can go forward, and because of that, they should have the time to put together their case. And so this judge told the Department of Homeland Security, you need to stop your work on implementing the president's executive actions on immigration. The reaction, I mean, hasn't changed anything in terms of the political dynamic here in D.C. Members of Congress spread around the country this week because the House and Senate are not in session. But Republicans down the line hailing this move. Democrats down the line saying, yeah, this is a speed bump. The judge is wrong. Uh, the higher courts will do it. You know, I thought that was interesting. You mentioned the Fifth Circuit, where it would, where it would nominally go up the chain. Uh, Eric Holder, the attorney general, said today he has always thought that this would be resolved by what he first said, a higher court. I thought he was talking about the Circuit Court of Appeals. And then he added, maybe even the U.S. Supreme Court. And I don't think we should rule out that the possibility that this, this could certainly go up the, the, the judicial chain and, and reach there at some point. You know, in time. It's, what's interesting about that, even the New Republic acknowledges that it might go to the Supreme Court, and their take on it is that the justices there, uh, a majority of them anyway, have shown a lot of deference to states' rights, and it's not a secret, so it wouldn't be a shock if they agreed that it should be stopped in its tracks. I, listen, uh, I always say I, I remember when we were all in the courtroom for the arguments on the Obama health law. And I was I was really sort of shocked at a lot of my colleagues afterward who were surprised and amazed to think all of a sudden, hey, the, the health law could be overturned. And I looked around and sort of thought to myself, yeah, what do you think we're doing here at the U.S. Supreme Court? Of course, that's the possibility. And if this case in any way gets to the U.S. Supreme Court, I, you'd have to hold that out as a chance that that could happen, that the president could be stopped by the court.
Well, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I, I just don't like the fact that oftentimes, and I actually expected a different reaction from Congress today. It was one of my first questions I wanted to ask you, but you answered it. And that is, I wondered if it was going to stop the process over the funding issue of the Department of Homeland Security. And you said no. Well, it's funny because there's two ways of, of looking at that, Sean. And, and I wondered that, too, as I was driving in today. I, I wondered, would uh, would some Republicans say, Okay, well, now we've got this. Let's just approve the department's Homeland Security funding bill, be done with that, we'll let the courts deal with it. I don't sense any change with that. I still think that just judging from the reaction today from Republicans and from Democrats, the Democrats aren't going to move off of their dime right now. They're going to keep blocking this bill in the Senate, the bill that was approved by the House that has the funding for the department plus these immigration uh, the restrictions on what the president did with his immigration actions. I don't sense anything. That the, you know, I saw a couple stories right away. Well, this gives a lifeline to Republicans to back off. And I thought, why would they back off right now when they just sort of won this fight at this, you know, this initial ruling here from this judge? It would seem odd for them to back off. I just don't sense that right now. I mean, we'll see what happens over the next 10 days. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Nor do I think they should back off because I think they've got to fight it on principle more than anything else. But well, look how long, for example, it took when the president made a recess appointment when the Senate wasn't officially in recess. It takes a while. It takes a long time for this to yep. work its way through the court but this does have an immediate effect because i think some of these rules were supposed to go into effect on what tomorrow wednesday tomorrow right? uh, i'll bring it up here on my laptop they were uh they were going to start the this is the the implementation of the executive actions on immigration by the citizenship and immigration services department in the department of homeland security and they they've now changed their they've changed their web page i put it up on my blog a little snapshot of it from earlier where it said and you can go to jimmydupree.com and see that it said we will start taking applications on February 18th for the deferred uh, mm -hmm. expanded uh, DACA program. That's now been, as I look at it, it's now been wiped off of the DHS website at this point in time. It used to say USCIS will begin accepting requests for expanded DACA on February 18th, 2015. But as I look at it, that has now been wiped away. So, yes, it's had an immediate effect, even though the behind-the-scenes work can still go on, even though the, the administration can keep doing what they were doing before, they cannot start taking the next step to actually implement these executive actions of the president, which is basically what the Republicans were trying to do in this bill that's now that they're still trying to get before the Senate. Let me let me go back if I can to the the State Department spokeswoman and her suggesting that we got to get a jobs program for terrorists. Basically, uh, I know Congress is out of session, but um, uh, have you seen anybody within the administration contradict or at least? revise and extend those remarks in any way? I haven't, and uh, maybe one reason is uh, is because of the snowstorm. Well, I'll put that in quotes, the four to five inches of snow we got that shut down the federal government here. So there was no White House briefing today. Uh, there wasn't a lot of other things going on. I would think that that's one of those things. Remember, we talked about this last week with foreign policy. Sometimes it takes a little while for these things to percolate. I would bet you lawmakers will start picking up on that one later today, and it'll get a lot more attention tomorrow. All right, so what else do we have going on here? Um what else is uh, in the docket, even though it's a little slow with the guys out of uh, – we basically are jockeying for position over the, the number of fights that are coming. Keystone fight, whether the president's going to veto, that's straight ahead. The yeah, Department Keystone. of Homeland Security funding is coming. Yeah, the Keystone thing is interesting. A little pull back the curtain thing. Remember, it was last week that the House gave it final approval, right? Why haven't we seen a veto yet? The Republicans have actually decided to hold on to that bill. They have not sent it down to the president as yet. They didn't want to send it down this week because they didn't want – 
while they were out of town, they didn't want the president to veto it and be able to command the stage all to himself. They wanted to be here mm -hmm. to react immediately. That's so smart. They, held, they physically held on to the bill. They're not going to send it down until early next week, and then they'll all be here for when the president decides to veto it and they can react. I remember back in the it was back in the Clinton administration, Bill Clinton was always very good and his people were good. Whenever the Congress was out of town, they would do sort of one issue a day and dominate the news. And the Republicans always sort of... Uh, uh, when they were gone, they were really gone. There was never anybody sort of like a bench player who was here to stand up and hold a news conference and react to something. And I, I, I know that these uh, lawmakers love to go home, and I get that they want to stay in touch with the people back home. But I also think you'll lose a lot of edge in the media fight by not being here. The White House has such a bully pulpit, has such a, a, a common, you know, a day-to-day presence here that the Congress doesn't have. So Keystone, most likely next week. Uh, on the Cuba situation, I don't know if you saw this, there's two different groups of Democrats who've gone down on congressional delegations to Cuba touting the change in the relations between the U.S. And, and the Castro regime. I found it interesting that no Republicans from either the House or the Senate were on either one of those uh, congressional delegations. pretty interesting. And, uh, well, obviously, this, this conflict, did you see the recent comments by Castro that came out? And you know, oh, there's no change in relations. He basically was, you know, thumbing his nose at Obama after Obama did this. Well, and we'll see. I mean, the Republicans, they they certainly control the purse strings up here. They can uh, put some uh, monetary restrictions on the policy, and we'll see what they do later on. In 2016, Jeb Bush is actually here in D.C. raising some money today. He was down in uh, Richmond, Virginia last night doing an event, and then came up and is doing two fundraisers today. And somebody said yeah. to me, well, what's he raising? He can't be raising money for himself already. He's, the, he's not an official candidate. For his pack. He's raising money for his PAC which is then spreading the wealth around to state Republicans. There's one report that he had actually claimed privately that he was a moderate. Did you see that? Well, I mean, look, he always has. Uh, I think he is seen by a lot of people in the Republican Party as being more moderate. I don't know if he would characterize himself by, uh, as that, but certainly he'll get asked that in a month ahead if he decides to run. We see the other action going on. I noticed Chris Christie is on Facebook today after a visit to New Hampshire. I, I, did you see his little line that he said? This is his quote. It's pretty from, funny. I like watching all these guys and their Facebook stuff because sometimes they, they make more news. Chris Christie, uh, his people write, quote, There will be times when I will say things that will make you shake your head, but you'll never. what you'll never say is, I don't know who he is and I don't know what he believes. And, you know, Chris Christie, one of those things about him that I think has attracted some is the fact that he does sort of get in the face of people and say what's on his mind. There is an endearing quality to that. There's also the chance to go up and well, that can back, times. that can backfire. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, we're going to wait and see. Um, it was very interesting. We had Steve Hayes on last night. He gave his handicapping, and he actually gave the highest marks in terms of uh, who he thinks could likely win to Rubio and to uh, Governor Walker. Look, I think it's obvious when when you have uh, demonstrators protesting in front of Walker's house where his parents are living right now and you have uh, Rubio uh, doing a lot. I mean, he was in Iowa the other day. He'll be, I think, in Nevada tomorrow, if I remember correctly, in South Carolina in coming days in New Hampshire. Those are the first four states. Rubio seems to have created some buzz uh, for a possible candidacy, but I still wonder about conservatives and him on the issues of immigration and some other things. But, yeah, I, I, think, I, he, I think he's done a mea culpa on that and has been very straightforward that it was never the bill he wanted. He tried. I, I think I, I think more and more. I think there was a lot of real anger at that at the time. I think it has dissipated somewhat. And I think it's dissipated because Rubio said I made a mistake. And I, I really thought that this could be something worthwhile pursuing. And it turned out that it's the wrong way to do it. And and he's kind of 
shifted to secure the borders first, where conservatives are. It may be a little bit of an issue during some of the debates in terms of the primaries, but I don't, I don't see it going long term because he's got a pretty compelling story. I think he's a pretty interesting yeah. guy. And look, I, think- I would say this about Rubio. This, when he ran for Senate, everybody told him, no, 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 don't do that. Don't run for Senate. You need to run for something else. You need to take a little while longer. And then he won. And, you know, I look at this, a lot of people say, no, 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 you, you shouldn't run for president right now. You should stick around in the Senate. Don't do this. So you don't write him off at this point in time is what the I'd say. The other thing is he's not going to run for a Senate seat, which he's up for in 2016. I mean, that is. Well, here's the thing. The filing deadline in the state of Florida, I was talking with a Florida Democrat about this the other day. And this Florida Democrat said, look, the filing deadline is not until May. So by then, May of 2016, everyone will know whether Marco Rubio has a chance for the nomination or not. And this person was sort of saying that uh, they would expect that Rubio would run. If he did not get the GOP nomination, he could always fall back and run for reelection. I also see Debbie Wasserman Schultz's name is out there today as a possible Democratic candidate. Oh, yeah. She's a real uh, she's a real contender. I got down as maybe uh, somebody to donate money to her. No money, but I'm, I'm actually supportive of that. Um, one other thing, it's funny to watch the Washington Post now, um, and others going after Scott Walker, uh, on, on the education issue, and they didn't finish college, and I'm, I'm reading all of this, and now they've gone back to high school, and all I see this doing is energizing his support base. I really do. I'm thinking if you're bringing out stories and and if you think that somebody's playing gotcha on you, that just insulates you for later on. It really does. I mean, I think they're starting a little too early in his case, but we'll see. All right, Jamie Dupree. All right, see you, Sean. The most connected man in Washington. When we come back, we'll uh, continue our top story of the day. ISIS, the administration, the uh, Department of uh, the Secretary of State and our Department of uh, Security there, we have now... Uh, their spokesman saying, oh, we just got to get terrorist jobs. Then Eric Holder's comments. Hey, listen, I have the best way to get the best night's sleep. You know, we spend a third of our lives in bed. It's a long time. One one American company has now made it their mission to give all of us the most comfortable, deep healing, best night's sleep ever. Now, I always have been a little insomniac in my life. I get the best night's sleep since I've got a new pillow, MyPillow.com, the best night's sleep I've ever had. It's the world's most comfortable pillow. It's designed to your body shape, size, sleeping position. It's machine washable, 10-year warranty, the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. Now, if my pillow is not the best night's sleep you've ever had, return it, 60 days, full refund, no questions asked. But I'm telling you, you're going to love this pillow. It is amazing. And in celebration of the 10th anniversary, my pillow is having their best offer ever. Buy one, my pillow, get a second absolutely free. Just use the promo code Hannity. You save 50% uh, off the rest of mypillow.com on their website. Premium pillows, uh, bed toppers, even premium pet beds. Call 800 919 6090. I'm telling you, you're going to love this pillow. It's amazing. I got Linda, I got Lauren, I got Jason, I got Michaela, I got my wife, all my pillows. They love them. So go to mypillow.com. Code Hannity, get the best night's sleep, or call 800-919-6090. Call now. 